And now, Wolf Bites Open Mic. The Bass Jackers. I just came home actually from tour. Hey guys, this is Phoenix Paul. Hey, what's up? This is Sean Frank. Wolf Bites DJs and your favorite artists. Sophie Francis. Sophie, thanks for joining us today. Hi, it's super nice to join you guys. What's up, guys? This is Ahmed Van Buren. Now, Open Mic. Good afternoon. This is Wolf Bites Radio. You're listening to Midnight Mad Dog on Wolf Bites Radio. This is 88.1 Open Mic's podcast, and we have Conroe on the air. Welcome to Conroe on Wolf Bites Radio. What do you have thank to say? You. I want to say thank you for having me, and it's great to be here, guys. Thanks for the invite. Yes, and of course, um, congrats on a new song, Scars, just released. I still think of you. different than some other songs in the past i think this one was just so like i didn't really wasn't trying to fold into any genre or put it anywhere so i was just like strumming some chords on an acoustic and i was like hmm, this sounds nostalgic and i was like i didn't know where to take it or what to do it was just like a loop for a long time just sitting there just literally sitting here just not doing anything just listening and i was like i don't think i'm gonna push this anywhere i think i'm just gonna run with it so i just kind of took it bit by bit and then it just kind of transformed itself into something typically like i have an idea where the you know how i want this to sound or what genre is this going to fit into or how is it going to roll out but this one was more so just like yeah like bit by bit and i was just like feeling super nostalgic and the lyrics kind of came together and the the cadence of how i was saying or writing the Mm -hmm. lyrics was really different like for the for the chorus so i think that's what was a little different with this song and yeah it was just a bit more of like a jam session than it was right like a fully thought out <laughs> where it was going so do you often fully think out your songs or is it i think it's like more that? it is more of a jam session for sure that's kind of like how it originates from but this yeah to answer the question yeah i i definitely have a bit of an idea of like okay i'd really like to make like a more energy driven uh house song or this one i'm going to break up the beat and do something rhythmically a little bit different so there's there's an idea they don't always pan out into anything but i usually like sitting down and i'm playing the keyboard or playing guitar making some beats or whatever i usually have like an idea what the vibe is when i'm in the studio but yeah that's for yeah it it varies but so when you're when you're making music do you plan on tours doing the nostalgic vibe to your songs or do you just come whatever mood you're feeling at the time you're producing uh like do i play out the like for my live shows what say that again like when you're producing do you tend to make your songs nostalgic with the nostalgic feeling like you said earlier 
Um, yeah, I think it depends. Like I, I do a lot of stuff like I autobiographical. So like singing about past or the present and I try and put myself into like a space so I can find the words easier. But uh, not all the time. Sometimes I'll write it from like somebody's going through something that I know or I've seen something or I've heard. And, you know, I'm picking up bits and pieces from other people's lives. So I will write like that. But a lot of the times it will be coming from a, yeah, a story that I've been through. But uh, and yeah, then it fits into the production from wherever. Yeah. But sometimes lyrics come after. Sometimes lyrics come first. I don't know. It just depends. I got you. Yeah. Um, you're saying you're writing from like either your experiences or for someone else's experiences. Um, does that guide as like a deeper um, purpose for why you're writing your music or is it just kind of like we're here to entertain? Let's just see where music takes us. I've always had like the idea that I want to like just relate and make people like I wanted to be a light in a dark place, however you want to receive that or take that. But I always wanted to send positivity, whether the even the beat is heavier or something like the stuff I was yeah. doing in the past. I come with a lot of energy and I want to provide a lot of positive energy wherever I am, whether that's you sitting with your headphones doing in the library or that's, mm -hmm. you know, you jump around at a concert or wherever you're listening to my music. Like I always want to give that positivity. Like yeah. So I would say that's my my push my go-to when i'm producing or where my image is as conroe yeah i got you that'd be like my my pillars yeah. the are roots. there times are there times when that's especially hard for you are you ever have like b block or anything like that um i think it gets it yeah for sure like i'm i'm not always positive everybody goes through ups and downs so yeah. sure like i've written even like this uh, um i wrote a few songs this year that came out that were actually kind of like kind of if you listen to the lyrics they're actually pretty dark they're pretty like mm -hmm. torn but the production behind it is still supposed to be yeah. a positive message all right we're going through something but i want the production to uh to contrast mm -hmm. in the way that you know it's still something that we all go through but i can you know i'm growing and i'm learning and i want to walk away from this as a better person rather than sitting in it so i have a hard time maybe writing a super dark song because i you know i, I kind of want to just go <laughs> get yeah. up and go so and uh, look to look to the future, not hold hold on to those feelings. Yeah, there there are many songs that I heard that the lyrics, of course, like you said, were dark, but then like the instrumental part of the song that actually gets you uplifted. I think that just makes everyone who's listening to the song feel much more motivated just to get out of the path and just know to keep them keep on going. And your your songs really do a great job in doing that, in my opinion. Oh, thank you very much, man. Uh, that's a great uh, compliment. Thank you. Yeah, I I actually mentioned to my roommate just the other day that I was going to be talking with you. And he's like, oh, yeah, I recognize Conroe from Rocket League. Oh, yeah. <laughs> library came back a couple hours later and he said i was listening to conroe the entire time while you were gone and i just thought that was a good message of kind of just like you've got a very consistent style throughout your entire time but you've also been able to use your creativity to kind of push the boundaries and move in different directions over your past couple years yeah um, how do you think your style has evolved since 2015 which is the earliest i could find on spotify but i know you were producing before that too yeah, well, first off, thank you, roommate, for listening to my music, and I appreciate that a ton. Um, 
second off like the evolution of me like I started off like and I was really inspired by like Zed and Wolfgang Gartner and like that Electro House like oh and obviously Skrillex but that kind of era the 2000 early 10 thing gotcha I was just like like blown away and that's when I first dabbled so I was I was really trying to create these really heavy dark but even in those moments I was still finding somehow to make this dark sound kind of happy and uh but it kind of evolved into okay like I really wanted to make that electro house complex and whatever and then it slowly evolved into okay what can I implement into this to give me some more creative outlet because you know sometimes you get locked you know you're locked into this sound or you're locked into the synth or the same kick drums or this and that so I was always trying to expand and where that expansion came from was my musical background which is you know guitar piano and vocals and other instruments too so I would slowly start okay maybe this layer on this progressive house song could use like this guitar and then I was just like oh it's kind of like some Coldplay kind of riff and I was like oh that's kind of dope and then so you kind of start oh well maybe I can do this and then that slowly evolved into doing really organic for a little stretch of time there because I was in the future based thing too because I liked the variation that was prior to doing too many instruments then the more instruments came in uh, the more the music just naturally changed and me doing a lot yeah. more of the vocals now I'm writing songs to tailor my vocals and so it just was a long slow process but I mean yeah it has evolved huge but I think like you said I'm glad you said it because I do feel like there's a, a Conroe style that yeah. kind of sticks through it all so it's just yeah it's been an evolution and right now where I'm at is I'm, I'm really liking house so we're gonna mm-hmm. probably sit down today after the meeting and work on some other projects but I, I want to focus on doing some really fun house beats gotcha some of the, some of those other projects i have a question um you've released like i think six singles this past year or something along those lines um yeah. do you have any bigger plans coming up in the future albums or something like that um, um on the works i did that one album yeah right right at the beginning of the pandemic and so that kind of like it was some weird like we got a lot of things canceled we couldn't do the music videos we can we got crushed on a lot of the promo but i decided i just wanted to put it out regardless because i had already been working on lots of music so i mean the album was great and it was a lot of fun and a lot of work holy crap i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't recognize how much work it was going to be because you know you get the music then you got to go back and you're working on each song tailoring them each which way they can so long answer short i'm probably holding off i might do like eps or something put together like compilation or something but for right now i'm just kind of focused on singles it's it's a good way for me to keep that uh keep the ball rolling at this point and at some time when i feel like there's some sort of theme or some sort of yeah nostalgia or something that i can put together and ball together i'll focus on doing something like that again but for right now i'm just working on singles that's great cool so i know uh, back we saw a picture of your daughter and your dog with the guitar which was actually pretty cute um i saw we saw one of your posts about when uh violet was born that you said i just want to love was that song like and made entitled for her or did it just remind you of her um i wrote that song actually before we, we even knew we were pregnant like i had i had no, i wasn't pregnant my wife was pregnant <laughs> but uh i had start writing down these lyrics and it was through the pandemic that i was truly I was really going into like a weird place. So I just wanna um, and 
ADHD and all that self-growth, right? So it was, it was, you know, the ball was rolling forward into that place of life where, you know, I just want to love and I want to get out of that. So if, um, to answer the two, the song wasn't directly at her, but I mean, I've got a lot more to say about Just Want to Love. That, uh, mm -hmm. that song is one of my favorite songs that I've put out in a long time. Yeah, and when, when you, I saw one thing you were in the car when Just Want to Love just released for SiriusXM's VPM. How did it feel when you first heard your song on satellite radio? Yeah, it was great, man. Specifically why that song felt good, because they've, uh, SiriusXM, shout out, um, they have given uh, me a lot of love in the past, like on SiriusXM Chill and uh, BPM and Diplos I've been played on too. And that's like it, that feeling, I can't tell you. It's like, wow, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And just to get that, that feeling is a very motivating, you know, I want to get back in the studio and let's write something else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it feels really good. And they're, they're giving me mad love on just want to love right now. So yeah, shout out again to them and it sure makes me feel good that other people get to listen to my music like that. Yeah, I know BPM, especially like Liquid Todd, they always like to get like the the newer artists get heard before so they can get more popular. So, oh, 100%. Right on. And while I was listening to um, Just Want to Love, you keep repeating, of course, in the in the drop and of course in the build up, I just want to love you like you love me. Um, what does that mean to you? Um, I think it was like a really broad thing. It wasn't one specific, but it can be one specific person or thing or energy or whatever you want to do yeah uh, however you want to translate it to yourself how it meant for me i would say i'm not going to say it specifically but in that moment uh of of me writing it i had been going through like i mentioned a lot of self-growth and you know the pandemic gives you gave us a lot of time to think about a lot of things and for me i started honing in on like negative things in my life instead of like oh great man i've got to do some big things i've done you know, releasing music, I've got a great life, but I started to pick apart some of the things in my life that I didn't really like. For some reason, that's where my brain started rolling. So, you know, through processing some of those things, I started to fall, you know, away from myself. And then so when I was writing it, I was more like just trying to grab onto something. My wife loves me, my family loves me, I got great friends. And I know those people, they love me. They've shown their love to me in times when I needed it. So I just was writing it on a, on a relationship standpoint of saying, you know, I feel down sometimes, and uh, but there's other people there to pick you up, and sometimes we forget forget it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that's kind of that was real deep, <laughs> but that's that was, uh, but that's where that kind of came from. But then the song's really light, lightly yeah. produced. You know, it's kind of got this super uplifting, like, mm -hmm. let's go get them. Yeah, the chorus just like uh, the, yeah. I remember the first time hearing it on the radio, I just was like going to immediately comment on like the chorus just blasts out with the huge synth chords. <laughs> yeah, and man, that's a great that's a great contrast to the um, kind of like the self reflection and the self growth. Sort of like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I, I love this song. I really do. It's one of my favorites I put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now that you have your new child, now that you, you know, you have, you've had a life for a while with your wife and everything like that. Um, what kind of things do you do outside of producing music? I love sports. I really like sports. I like watching sports too, but I love playing basketball. It's too cold now to shoot at the hoops down the road, but, uh, there's a, a gym and I like to do that. Uh, I, I used to play a lot more video games than I do now. But so that's probably not as much. And then for sure, I cook like a ton. I don't know why it's like a creative outlook. Like 
I'll find something that I want to make and I'll look at the recipe and be like, okay, I'm going to make it my version of that. So I'll spend like hours in the kitchen making like fresh pasta noodles and, and like simmer down a pot of fresh. Oh man. I'll just, I'll spend a lot of time <laughs> or cabbage rolls. I've made fresh pierogies. I'm Ukrainian and you know, a lot, a lot of different things. I'll spend time. That's a big one. Uh, but yeah, sports, food, exercise, probably the biggest things that I do. That sounds delicious. When you mentioned food, it brought me back to my head. I saw one of your story reels about how to spell Conroe in soup with sriracha. Oh. <laughs> that was actually hilarious. Cause I saw that. And I'm like, wow, that was actually, that was, yeah, actually it was hot good. sauce, hot sauce and mushroom soup. Yep. <laughs> also, wow. I eat a, a lot of hot sauce, like ghost pepper, hot shit. I don't know why yeah. my stomach, it's just escalated over the years where you know, I love Frank's and then all of a sudden now I'm buying like, I don't know, home, I don't know. I look in the store and see whatever the hottest, like Carolina, I got to get that. Or <laughs> I got to get that. Or, wow. You know, a new habanero bottles that I haven't seen. I have like my whole fridge door is just loaded with uh, hot sauce. You sound <laughs> like my brother. I mean, he could drink a hot sauce and it won't affect him anything. It's just kind of, yeah. <laughs> shout out to your brother. <laughs> That's nuts. Um, I see all these other instruments on the walls. Um, as you are just like casual being around, whether you're not playing a sport or not cooking or anything like that, do you ever like work on songs with yourself or with your with other people that are like, these songs are never going to be released. Let's just try a folk album. Let's just try something crazy. Um, do you ever work on those kind of music, those kind of songs? Oh, oh yeah. I have like a folder that it's like on my computer that I just throw random stuff on there. Like I made this really beautiful piano piece so i was just jamming out one day and i didn't do it to a tempo or anything it was just writing and then i threw it it was this very cinematic and then i've done other things where i made this like super heavy dubstep song just because i wanted to i, I don't know i just wanted to go around and make something or, yeah writing with other people too there's lots of music with uh, writing sessions that don't see the light of the day but i mean the creative you got to get those juices flowing to make sure that you know okay that wasn't a waste of time even though sometimes that's a mentality you know so it's like nope just keep going and keep writing and that stuff is still valuable and you never know go back to it in a year's time and you know you can turn it into something else who knows yeah you had that single with Avelia way back that came out a couple months ago um but that but she was like featured on your song perhaps I guess you would say um how often do you write songs like produce like produce them with other producers um, I'm doing more of it now, actually. That's kind of like my, like what I really enjoy doing. Um, I think for the most part, when I'm putting out Conroe records for the last few years, I've been just focusing on myself and just writing, just trying to, just trying to learn and get better at that side of thing, things. So, um, but I've worked with a lot of people. I've done a lot of writing camps all over the world with uh, very talented writers. And I'm, I've already been back and forth from LA like three times I think this year to, to write with others including Aviala. Yeah, and uh, other groups of people. Not all the songs made it out, but yeah, it's been really fun. And just, and I, I love the idea of collaboration uh, because it's just new melodies or somebody opens up their laptop and they're messing around with a, you know, some sort of synth that I've never seen before. I'll be like, oh, hell yeah, I need to, mm. I need to get that for myself. So yeah, it's just fun to see how people creatively flow uh, lyrics or production or whatever. It's, it's, I love it. 
how is your how is your production like like straight up like techniques or workflow or plugins slash DAWs? How has that adjusted in the past couple of years? Um, I've adjusted to getting better at recording things with microphones, you know, because that's a tricky thing to do. Um, because I was always living in the world of okay, I can plug in my guitar and that's an easy one to do with an electronic guitar, but I didn't have an input for my acoustics. So, you know, okay, if I put two mics here, okay, that's stereo. Okay, I got two different things. I can blend them and different things with my vocals too. It's like, oh shoot, if I do this chain on, uh, in, and I, uh, I, I can make my voice sound a little bit more crisp or I'm trying to using some radio references. Okay, how did they get their vocals so tight like that? So YouTube even, I'll do anything to make sure that, or just to learn and, uh, and yeah, when I scroll through Instagram, all all I ever see is advertisements for microphones or new VSTs, new plugins. But yeah, I work in Logic, by the way. So and I've been doing that since like, yeah, 2010. <laughs> yeah, I saw how you use Logic. Do you plan on still using Logic or do you ever plan on like switching over to like Ableton or FL I've, or anything? I've worked in other uh, VS, I mean, other DAWs before, but uh, for the most part, it's like when you get comfortable with something, uh, all, I pretty much use all third party stuff. Like everybody can use Serum, everybody can use Silent, everybody can use Playbox, everybody can use Contact. Like at the end of the day, it's just, it's a workflow type thing. And I'm so confident with working in Logic that it's like for me, with all the adjustments that Logic has made over the years, I don't think I'm going to try and take on something new but uh, i have worked in other things like cubase i've worked in um ableton i've seen people working in reason but i haven't or when it was reason is it still reason i believe I it's still reason yeah anyways i haven't touched that one but yeah i've uh, <laughs> i've definitely worked with other people in a lot of different DAWs. so that's fair are there any when you when you're opening up a project, let's say you have an idea, what is the very first like synth or VST that you might um, bring open, depending on the instrument, probably? <laughs> I've been using the same one for since I wrote, I mean, I got my first release. It was on gotcha. Silent and it was like a Mord Fustang mm -hmm. uh, tutorial. And it's so it's like this kind of saw tooth with a white noise. Uh, so it's like, it's pretty big sounding uh, with some chorus. It, it's super simple, super simple. I've used it on a lot of my songs, but uh, I usually sit down on that. I pop it open. It's called Conroe Chords. So I'll just sit down <laughs> if I need to lay down something really quick. And uh, yeah, so, and I have a little uh, EQ on there and I'll click it on to take off and just use it as a bassy sounding synth or, mm -hmm. yeah. But I use that, like, I still use it almost in every single song. Yeah, silent. I'm used to. I played with the demonstration package some a little bit, and I know it's a very popular that what most artists use. It does have a great sound packs to it. So, oh, it um, does for sure. Another question: What do you ever get like stuck when you're writing a song, like you don't know what to do or just don't know what to write about? Always. So how do you overcome <laughs> it? Is this like something simple, or like you said, you just go what you're going through right now? Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a tough one. Like my best songs that I've ever wrote have when have been the ones where I didn't fight. It was a creative, just seamless flow all the way through. And those ones uh, tend to be the ones that stream the most because I'm, I'm not second guessing. So I try and fight the second guessing of certain things. So if I'm on a roll and I'm just vibing, I don't want to overthink something too much because it will stop whatever creative was driving it because that's where I get stuck, where I start saying like, is that synth even good? Or is that bass little, like, yeah. I should rearrange it, like keep flowing, keep moving. And that 
that progresses into something at least, then I can spend the time and go back and try and work through whatever I was getting stuck with. But as long as I have a frame, you know, now, or at least a foundation to something, I'll save it, put it in a folder, I'll date it and say, maybe something clever beside it, like not quite there saved on this. And then I'll go back and I'll hear whatever that sound that I was going for. I could be like, Oh, there we go. I know where to take this now. A lot of the times that they still sit on the shelf. A lot of the times, even lyrically, I'll be like, I like it, but now I'm singing the exact same melody over and over again. I can't get that melody out of my head. So I have to go take that. And that's where collaboration can come into play. Being like, I have these lyrics. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it to you. I'm not even going to, tell you how I say it, but break it apart in your own way. And maybe we can come up with something new. And then they'll be like, Oh, let's scratch this and we'll use this as that hook or yeah. So there's other ways to go about it. I'm less scared to work with other people now on those ideas because I feel like I'm sitting on a gold mine. Sometimes you're like, this song is so good. I don't want to share it. <laughs> but now I'm more open to being like, yeah, no, I don't care. Like this, put this creative out because you know, a year goes by and I go back at something and I'm like, Oh man, I, I that's not going anywhere now i should have just you know explored all the options with how to take it so that's uh that's, you know there's lots of ways to go about it but yeah sometimes it's good even just to write in a different key and then yeah. whatever that was lyrically or you know then you can try and replace it onto something but yeah it's it's tricky just you got to open up that creative space to move past some of those walls <laughs> it's tough so when you mentioned doing collaborations, do you have any artists in like particular you would like to do a collaboration with, like the Chainsmokers or Illinium or somewhere along them lines? Um, I've, I mean, I'm always open to collaboration, like with anybody. If we're talking like A-list artists, like actually, like I would love to sit down. They're not in the EDM world, but they have worked with uh, uh, dance music producers. But I'd really like to work with Mark Foster, the guy from Foster the People. Uh, like the lead singer i'd love to sit down in a room because i i would love how he puts his lyrics together and his melodies and their team of their band how they creatively work together like i love their music so i think they would be i would love to sit in a, a studio room and play guitar and hey what can we write yeah i know i know foster people's a little bit older artists like goes a little bit back in the day i know you also did a remake on earth winds of fire september how did that come yeah. about to you that actually sounded really good. Thank you. I actually wrote that for just playing it live. Uh, I played it. I was going to go. I can't remember where I was going, but I was going overseas somewhere. And I was like, I really want to play uh, a version of Earth, Wind and Fire, but I couldn't find one that I really liked and I didn't want to make an edit. So I was like, <laughs> I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna produce it. So then I, I did it and it was relatively quick because I wanted, I had a structure, an idea, sure. how to do it. I wanted the drop to be that. Yeah. And I, I knew the, the, the lyrics, I could sing and put it in. So anyways, I did that and then somehow fell on the ears of somebody at, at the label, Monster Cat, and then they're like, can we release this? And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, did you sample anything or did you use anything from the radio? I said, no. They're like, okay, we'll put it out as a cover. Like, we'll put, it, <laughs> put it out. And I was just like, I, I, okay. You're speechless. So. Did yeah, you want I didn't it? know what to do. 
Did you I want to know. release it or were you kind of nervous about if it was going to be good or not? I was hesitant because I was writing it for a different purpose, you know, but, but in, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, the purpose served really well because, you know, I, I still play it out live and uh, goes off great, but I mean, it also streamed really well and people responded to responded really well to the release. So, I mean, I was very tentative because I had no intentions of releasing it, but yeah, at the end of the day, I'm really happy I did. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, how often do you still get opportunities to play live, whether you're, you know, you're DJing or something like that? I just played a show recently, um, but yeah, it had been a big gap, obviously, with border issues over the last few sure. years and travel, and you know, I was uh, gonna have a pretty big year that year with uh, with my album. I think that would have been 2019. 20. I think was yeah. it or 20? Either way, the beginning of 20. 20. Okay, it's all a jumbled mess now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, 20 was a big year, tours and then Tomorrowland and EDC and a few big ones that were going to yeah. be a lot of fun, but obviously that didn't work out. So then coming out uh, now, I'm just taking a bit of a backseat on doing a ton of shows at this point, but I did, I did do one recently that was really fun. First little sold out in my, uh, in, in pretty close to here, pretty close to home. And that was a lot of, a lot, a lot of fun, but it definitely gave me that, oh man. I should uh, <laughs> I should probably talk with uh, management again and maybe get that going. But yeah, uh, right now not too many plans. Obviously, having a new baby and yeah. you know, I think I'll probably just focus on writing for the next little bit. But we'll see. I'm yeah. definitely uh, definitely going to be looking at that option in a short while. That's really understandable. And when you do start traveling again, do you plan on taking your newborn and your wife with you or? Uh, probably not. I didn't do that even in the past too much. Like my wife came with me. F- to a bunch of stuff like when played in Tomorrowland and stuff like that and right. uh, took her to a few and down in Vegas at EDC and a few of them but uh, for the most part I like to keep a business like play my show go to the hotel turn on Netflix go to sleep wake up and go you know save money right put on. it in the bank yeah. and uh, yeah so do you uh, do you prefer producing or do you prefer DJing oh that's a audience? great question I love uh I, I mean, it all came from producing, right? That's where I yeah. probably put my number one. Like it all came from me sitting and playing in bands and me sitting down on the couch for hours playing guitar and learning how to play songs. Like that's probably my number one, but I think it's so close because performing for me is like, like if you've ever been or seen me on shows, like I just go wild. <laughs> like I feed off the energy and I want to yes. give off so much positive energy that it's just like, I get so lifted my adrenaline is going so fast. I feel like it just like I black out and then all of a sudden it's done. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I have so much more to give. And it's like, no, it's probably good I stopped because my calves are killing me from <laughs> jumping for an hour and a half. <laughs> so yes, it's uh, no, I absolutely love performing. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would have to probably say production is one, but that also comes with its ups and downs. Yeah, let's yeah. say just just barely above, just barely above. <laughs> yeah, when you're performing, we see a lot of you engaging with fans. How often do you do that? Besides right now, but how often do you like to engage with your friends and, or fans? Um, for sure, the shows was huge for me because I'm just like, man, if you made an effort to come see me, like mm. I can make an effort to see you too. Like that's huge for me. Like even at the last show I did a week and a bit ago. It was all the crowd and all their hands up cheering and having fun. And I'm just like, you guys look like you're having a lot of fun. I'm going to come <laughs> down there. I'm going to come down there with you. So I jumped off the stage and ran in and I had my phone out and we're just jumping all yeah. around together. And, uh, you know, 
I almost forgot to time was passing too quickly that I almost forgot to get back up on stage and <laughs> do what I was supposed to be doing. But don't worry, I made it up there and it was fine. But engaging and talking, I mean, it's really cool. I showed up for sure early just so, you know, if somebody wanted to say hi or talk or, or whatever the case is, I think it's it's really important. Yeah, you did really make a good point. I like how you think. I wish other artists would think most of the time that if they made an effort to see you, that you yourself will make an effort to see them, which I think that's a really good point to look at it for most artists. Yeah, right on. Is there a way, for, is there a way on like a day-to-day basis that you have some just knowledge of what the Conroe fans are doing or what they're talking about? Uh, <laughs> um, I have no clue. I honestly don't. <laughs> I think sometimes like, I think earlier on, I would do a lot more uh, online because it was also more streamlined. Like when I was first, like, I mean, there's only a couple outlets that you could look at, like, mm. you know, it's like Facebook or, or there was like Beatport. You could see like where you're, you know, yeah. or you go onto YouTube and see how your streams are doing, you know, but uh, Spotify wasn't very relevant. There wasn't as many relevant things that, you know, you pay so much attention to where it's like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. I mean, there's so many things uh, that, but I kind of over the years have like kind of gone a little quieter because I don't know, social media, but for me anyway, it can be like a little bit overwhelming. So I apologize on that front for people who've reached out to me on, you know, sure. however they have, but I know I just get a little intimidated now because there's, it. I could spend five hours a day just to go through, um, sure. you know, weeks worth of, you know, uh, conversations or dms or or you know facebook or, or i i don't know for me i actually just did a little twitter post about it like sometimes it's 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 overwhelming to consume yourself in that side of things where it's like yeah. I, I try and put up a little bit of blockers so then i can you know make sure i'm staying focused on my life my things and music which is the number one thing right so right. but at the same time i i i do apologize because i want to communicate as but I'd rather do it in person for sure. Like I'd rather sit there with a lineup of a hundred people stand, spend five hours doing that rather than, you know, yeah. Lost in the interweb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's something about direct communication that is entirely different facts. I was actually looking you up on Reddit to see if there are some conversations going on down, down there. Oh yeah. And I, fell into I, found, there before. <laughs> I found a lot of talk about um, best of 2022 monster cat. Um, whatever that playlist will be. And a lot of people are recommending, especially um, Just Want to Love and Way Back for the best oh, be- of 2022. Um, Beauty. Do you know anything about that? Or I mean, I, I've been a part of the best ofs. I think I've had a song on a best of for yeah. like since, I don't know if I missed one or not. I actually sure. don't know. But I know I've been supported a lot by the fans in that world. So super grateful, super happy. I don't try and shove it in your face. I'm not trying to say like, go <laughs> yeah. put it. I would love it so much, obviously, if yeah. either one of those songs were to make it on there. But at the same time, it's up it's up to the people and what they want to hear and that compilation. I mean, like I said, I'd absolutely love to be on there. But yeah, uh, we'll see. So to all your fans that are into or preparing to be a musician, do you have any advice for them for producing or making them into a uh, musician? Like if they're new to dolls and stuff? Yeah, I would just say like, your passion's got to be the number one, right? Because that's got to be the driving force, whatever, um, like how, whatever you do, right? It's got to be, you got to be really driven into doing it and just being patient and, 
you know, I felt like at the beginning, if I just had an opportunity to sit and learn and take it up. And so that's what I realized I was actually doing on my own time. I was sitting, learning and taking in. I always thought I wanted like, you know, somebody to show me the way. I didn't really have that, but there's a lot of people out there who are willing to and find people who are like-minded because when you surround yourself with creatives and uh, I think that's what can really drive you. For me, I had a roommate and we would just both sit in our rooms for like six, seven hours straight producing and I could hear his beat on the other side. <laughs> and I'm on this side like, <laughs> so it was like, uh, so that was, that was beneficial. So we, ended, that's why we ended up moving in together because we both were so focused on mm. production. And so I think surround yourself and just be patient and just and and just try and soak everything up like a sponge because it, it's not easy. It's not easy, but uh, there's a lot of tools out there to help guide. Yeah. How long do you think it was before you decided like, all right, now it's time to be Conro Conro. We're going full time. Like this is my music. I, I've committed to it when I got my first release. I was already committed to it pretty well before, but I had been... Uh, I had gotten contact with Wolfgang Gartner when he was like, he was pretty fly guy and he still is for sure. And, uh, but he was putting out a lot of music then. And I got picked up by his label in 2012 and that's a long time ago. And, uh, but I went and I played a show in Hollywood and I was just like, wow, like, wow. And it was like, yeah, tons of people. It was really fun. And yeah, obviously, like I'm flying there. But the funny thing about that was I actually had a credit card, but it didn't, it had, I think it had like a $1,500 limit, but it was maxed out. So I get to the hotel and they're like, we need $200 deposit or whatever for the hotel that was paid for for me, but I couldn't even afford the hotel (laughs) damage deposit. So I can't remember how I went about it, but but, Mm. I ended up getting in there with maybe a favor or two, but uh, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was really early on. And that's, that's for sure. When I was just like stars in my eyes and I committed like, uh, like almost scheduling time so not hanging out with friends and you know really focusing on just pure music it's been a long ride but yeah that's probably when did you commit because you saw like there is a future with this or like i need there to be a future with this because this is what i need to be doing i think both both i'd been sitting in my studio or studio uh tiny little computer with some logitech speakers and i'd been doing that you know and just been grinding and grinding but i had only been the only one who's ever heard my music right Mm -hmm. i've been the only person you know maybe with some friends around me they're like that's pretty cool but so when i got a release and i got to go play a show and i got to play my music out some and they're responding i'm like people like my what i'm doing like (laughs) i felt so good and i was so stoked so yeah, I think uh, I, it was that too. You know, I need to do this. I need, I, I I, have to. There was no question. I never, I questioned myself all throughout those years for sure because it's really hard to financially support myself just doing that. So I picked up a lot of other jobs along the way, but it was always jobs I knew I could just walk away from. So I was washing cars. I was delivering pizza. I lived yeah. in a boatyard in a trailer. Like I did everything in my means to make sure that I could give more time to produce that's that's very inspiring <laughs> that's that's amazing yeah ha- thanks man has your family and your wife and everything been like all on board with that all along the way yeah i mean obviously there's tough times but i mean basically when me and my wife started uh, seeing each other i was still working all these other jobs and you know she always supported it uh, my family's kind of like been sporadically sp- spread out through uh, uh canada so 
I mean, but every time I talk to them, they're always curious and saying, what you doing? How you doing? How are you doing it? And so, yeah, but uh, yeah, I've had a very supportive, uh, supportive uh, group around me. That's, that's really good, especially from being a DJ. You need all the support you can get in a producer. So Def- definitely, definitely. Well, I think that's just about all that we have for you this afternoon, Conroe. It was very great talking with you for, I think, around 30 minutes, Yeah, which is, right. which is fantastic. Well, I appreciate um, it so much. Anything else you'd like to um, tell Wolf Bites Radio about yourself? I would like to say keep listening to you guys. You guys did do a great job. Thank you very much for having me and uh, supporting me. And uh, yeah, can't wait to talk to you guys again. And hope you guys had a great year because we're nearly done. And enjoy the holidays. Everybody is listening. You guys. And yeah, be safe and spread some love. All right, we appreciate that, Conroe. DJ Flame along with Midnight Mad Dog. And if you enjoyed this, you can also check out all of other Wolf Fights open mic at wolffights.ncsu.edu or at any places where you get your podcasts from. This is Wolf Fights Radio. We'll see you guys later.